Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. So tell me, Landon, can you make any money showing steers? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> how, like, how much no? <laughs> An F no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting that you've uh, that you heard that from somebody that I know yesterday. Not that I knew yesterday, but I still know. But that said, told you that yesterday. Yeah, I was learning a lot yesterday. That sounds like it. Everything. That's kind of how the co-op is, isn't it? You get a. That's kind of your daily dose of uh, community gossip. We learn a lot. We learn. Yeah. Learn a lot sitting in that chair. Do you get a uh, how how much time is in the lobby before you start your day? Oh, we spend about thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. That's yeah. pre. That's your pregame. <clears throat> yeah, that's pre- getting ready. That's what we call prep. Do you have your Do you have your usual customers? I'm sorry, they're owners of the company, aren't they? Because they're co-op members. Oh no, it's pretty much just just the me employees. And the, me and the boss man and. Couple other guys, yeah. You and the yeah. boys, all, all employees, going over the lines and the spreads and all that, and everything. <laughs> going over the weather, the parlays. Oh, looks like sun shining today. All right, what about tomorrow? Gets, yep, gets pretty deep there, huh? Sure could use rain. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I could use the rain tonight, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, everybody, we are glad. Landon's finally back in the chair here. I guess we're glad he's back in the chair. He's not out remote in the pickup on his flip phone, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But uh, he's back in the saddle again, and so are we. This is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast. We're here each and every week, or at least as best we can. I'm Brett Carlson, your host. And as I said earlier, that's Landon Nolan. And before we go, you're supposed to do like your intros and stuff at the beginning, like where you can download it and everything. Which Hello. That's, um, yeah, thanks for that one. That was, that was a succinct one. Um, yeah. You're going to find us, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. I guess we're on Spotify. That's what Delaney and Mike are doing over there via the Global Ag Network. And uh, that's the big one you're going to really want to find it on. Not to mention when we drop this thing out on Facebook and Twitter, you're going to find it at Trader Brent. Landon's going to retweet it. No twit, Landon, 44. That's where you're going to find it all, and you're going to find just hilarity and everything that ensues with it. We'd like to thank Casey Seymour uh, coming in last week and uh, jumping on the podcast with us. He always gives a great number of insights and a commentary and quick quips. And uh, and he is now our official chief. He's our chief Ukrainian correspondent. Landon was in the running for it, but since he'd never been there and Le- and Casey had been, he he's our chief Ukrainian correspondent. We're still yeah. looking for that Luxembourg correspondent, but I've hardly left the county. Yeah, you're kind of a you're our Desmith correspondent from from what I can tell. So yeah, it's great and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, we're glad to be here. We've got you know Donald Trump doesn't drink, but what if he did? So we're going to come up with a few ideas. What might be going on if he drank? 
because we all know he's a little off the wall to begin with. And um, and Lana just came across this one a little earlier, right as we got started. Uh, Adrian Peterson, he kind of went, he went Mike Tyson on his finances, like almost to the exact level of Mike Tyson. Um, it's like so that's what six figures, seven figures, eight figures. He made nine figures in that. That's a hundred million, and yeah, just nine. just playing football, not not counting endorsements. Yeah, hundred million plus endorsements, and he's broker than a joke. So we're gonna go over um, uh, some of that, do a little sports talk here, and um, let's see what else. Yeah, we're also kidnapped by our phones. We kind of had we didn't have a run in, and this is what two months ago now that we went to the the state Angus show down there in Belton, Texas, and uh, coming back, we were in two different vehicles, and um, we lost contact with the second vehicle, and all of a sudden, the world goes straight to hell. And, um, yeah, we can't figure anything out. So, uh, Landon, uh, all the wheat, I guess, is finally in. Are you shipping wheat out? Are you getting, anybody got any stragglers? Oh, we're shipping out as much as we can. You you see a load here and there, but it's we're, we're pretty much done. And uh, you said it was a big harvest. It was. I think it turned out to be the sixth biggest har- harvest in Hereford Grain history. The sixth hardest har- uh, harvest. <laughs> sixth biggest harvest. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, anyways. Not, not hardest. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to be uh, hard. That is in our uh, commercial, in our sponsor this week. <laughs> so uh, keep a, keep a tune to that. So, uh, yeah, that's great. We've got uh, sprinklers rolling hard. We uh, mm-hmm. had a freak storm, a freak rain shower right here at my house. Fortunately, I have zero corn here at the house, so I didn't get any benefit out of it. We did get um, – it rained like eight tenths. Uh, this was Friday. We went and got catfish at Umbarger. And, Landon, I don't know if you heard about the uh, truck slip, the truck brake failure at Milo Center. I did not. I heard your brother got some hail, though, on his cotton. Yeah, we got some hail. That was that, all that same night. We got hail. We got rain. And um, so I'll be uh, sending – anyway, Herford, I'm surprised you didn't hear about this, Landon. That's kind of like in your wheelhouse. Tell me about this truck, Brent. So we go over to Umbarger to get us some catfish and uh, come back, and we, we, we're we going to turn at the elevator at Milo Center, and I see a 1,500-gallon fertilizer liquid truck almost – I would say it wasn't at 90 degrees, but it was about, I would say, 70 degrees pointed down into the ditch – I'm like, I don't think that's right. So I go over there. We we roll by there, and sure enough, this truck is face down in a ditch that just recently got dug out because a month before this, another truck or something, a large pickup or something, dropped a lot of diesel there, and they've had an environmental cleanup right there at the highway intersection of 385 and 1057. And so they've had an excavator, they've had wheel loaders, and they even cut our comp- our phone company's brand new line of fiber. So we had to come out there and splice it uh, and uh, get that done. But anyway, so this thing is about, so now this newly cut trench is what? I'd say eight feet deep by maybe, I'm going to say five foot wide. And the truck fit very nicely. And there's like the grade is 90% or is a... Let's see, what is that, 90% grade or 180% grade? Straight up and down would be 90. So 90, 90% grade, up and down. So there's no slope. And so this truck, as you can imagine, is nose first in the ditch. And it's not quite high centered. And there's a little diesel leaking out of it, but it's not the line. Unbelievably enough, it's actually the tank was full and it was leaking out of the top of the tank at the cap because the cap either got shook loose or it wasn't all the way tight to begin with so anyway 
I saw call old Lester up. He's the man down there at Milo Center now, and uh, he's he just I called him up. He's like, "Well, thank you. I just got out of the shower. I'll I'll head that way." Anyway, so what he, he do? Pull it up by hand? <laughs> he just almost could, man. This dude is a freaking stout mule. <clears throat> anyway, so he rolls out there, and uh, we get to talking. Well, he parked it on the scales, and the scales is is uh, oriented north to south, and he had it on the scales pointed north, uh, pointed south. And I'm like, I don't think there was that big a wind in this storm that came through about 30 minutes ago. And so all I can figure, Landon, is y'all didn't get the right brake guy or y'all need a brake guy or whatever. But this thing rolled a good 50 yards straight south until it hit the ditch. And I'm like, we're going to have to – we can't pull this thing out because it's way too deep and we'll break, like, the axle off before we get it pulled out. But so we got a wheel loader down there and we got a tractor down there. And I – First, we hooked it up with a tow uh, tow rope, which landed becomes a. If this was a slingshot and <laughs> David was a uh, you know and Goliath, this was a David and Goliath story, and this thing breaks, this could kill a Goliath the size of <laughs> like Montana or something because if this because it's got we got way too long a tow rope. It's like I don't know what is it twenty feet. It's long. It's like twenty feet mm. long. It's like a three and a half, four, almost a four inch thick tow rope, nylon tow rope. And, um, it'll stretch and stretch and stretch. And I, I don't know what the give point is, but I don't want to be there to find out anyway. So we hooked on there and, um, I just start pulling and mind you, it just rained. So everything's really wet. And I mean, it didn't even hardly stretch. It just came out. Like I was pulling it out of like a little short rut or something. And he just, anyway, and some, what I could figure it was wet enough where it slid the tires and it just popped right out, and hell, Lester brought me two loads of fertilizer the next day. So I was nice. didn't break the didn't break the airlines, didn't break the fuel lines, didn't even hurt the radiator. It I think it tore it bent his bumper a little bit, and that's about it. So uh, that always happens. Anyway, so a little uh, brake failure there at the Hereford Grain. So uh, you, my check or my bill should be in the mail anytime. So be look <laughs> be looking for that, Landon. I should get a bump <clears throat> dividend this year. We'll keep an eye out for it. Great and wonderful stuff. So uh, yeah. Landon, any excitement? Did you pull anybody out of a ditch this past weekend? Not that I know of. No. Got the how's the new uh, pumping motor going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. Dropped down a size and it's it's running pretty smooth. Been running nonstop for a week now. So see, I go. I always go. I have to go up a size whenever I find a pumping motor. There's always more water there after I get done <laughs> yeah. pulling it out. I always have to go up five horses. We went. We this is the second time we've done this in two years. So we we went down a size. Pumping a little air. Evidently. No sand? No sand and no warranty. <laughs> no sand and no warranty. Well, that's what kind of what you get. So maybe it's the same guys that worked on the brakes <laughs> on that truck. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe your pump guy and your brake guy need, are getting together on the weekends and figuring stuff out. Well, guys, we've got uh, yeah, we've got topics. What, let's, let's just go ahead and do this whole phone thing. Landon, we were coming back from um, Belton, from the state Texas State Angus show, and um, it was me, and uh, we kind of started the return trip off a little rough because I was going by what the phone said uh, because I'd never been down there, so I was just following the road around, and, and the wife kind of gets in the ear and says, no, this is not the way you need to go. This is quicker. I'm like, I'm following the map. So I'm going around. You've, ar- to, you've already messed up. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, obviously. I, I found this out a few minutes later. So I'm like, I'm just following the map. It's, it's. I'm looking at the end destination. It's home. The home dest, the, the destination is home, and that's. I'm online. So anyway, so it's me and the and the wife and the boys, and we're in the lead. And then we've got 
jo- uh, her sister and brother-in-law. So my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and Ma. No, no, I'm sorry. My brother-in-law and Ma and Paul. So uh, they're in that in that wagon, and they're falling behind us, and they want to go the way Joanna wants to go, and I'm going the way the map tells me to go. So we don't we kind of get into it, not a whole lot, but it, it gets it gets really quiet for the next I don't know fifty to sixty seventy miles, and um, we're just kind of sitting there <laughs> pouting to each other and not saying <laughs> anything. And boys are on their iPads, they got them blaring loud, and we're as quiet as a freaking tomb in the front seats and everything so we anyway we finally get back and where we're supposed to go and we're on the big interstate and everything and um, i'm not playing hq words because i'm doing a podcast and um anyway so i'm pouting because i'm like this was going to put us the same place that your directions were going to put us okay i and this is after now 100 miles i started admitting stuff i'm like okay it would have probably gotten us what another three minutes faster to where we were going so anyway, so that really helped things a lot, especially when I said it in a really uh, congenial voice. And um, anyway, so we get down the road another two or three hundred miles. We get close to Brownwood, and this is getting about—is this lunchtime? No, yeah, lunchtime. And uh, so we're looking for a place to stop, uh, looking for a place to eat. So they, she starts calling. We've made up already, so we start calling, and nobody. And there's there's three in front of the kids. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. <laughs> not that, not that kind of makeup stuff. I'm uh, joking. I know. Anyway, so we're uh, we're uh, we start calling. So mind you, we've got three people to call. We can call three phones that are in the pickup that's supposed to be following us, and we've already lost them. Like I don't know, two an hour ago. So not one phone works. Not one phone answers. Actually, one fo- Scott's phone answers, but it only goes straight to voicemail. Ma and Pa's phones don't work at all. There's absolutely no voicemail. There's no ring. There's nothing. So we go from uh, kind of fighting about a uh, directions on the highway to automatically planning my mother and father-in-law's funeral and my brother-in-law's funeral all within a matter of 10 minutes because... Everybody knows if you don't answer your phone, you've probably and you're on a trip with somebody, you're automatically rear-ended the back end of an ice cream truck and died in a in a pile of boiling flames of vanilla and sugar and milk. That and somebody probably licked. And somebody probably yeah, somebody probably licked ahead of time, and now they're on the shoulder of some highway somewhere, and. <laughs> she's almost literally looking back for the black plume of smoke miles back because we just know they died in a fiery, a fiery crash with a gooseneck trailer and a big uh, four-door Dodge pickup. So uh, needless to say, they showed up. We're parked, I don't know, in some CVS parking lot. The boys are on, still on their iPad. They're piddling around or whatever. And we're already, you know, calling, calling Parkside Chapel Funeral Home to have them three. Have, we're going to have three deliveries for you here pretty quick by the time we get back. So um, anyway, so we're calling and calling. Nobody's answering. Nobody's answering. And finally, it was like, all right, we're going to go. I think we we get out in the parking lot, and I don't know why that's going to help. I guess we think we're going to get a better signal, but we so we call each other to see if our phones are working, and yeah, our phones are working, so that makes it even worse because our phones work, so their phones should work. Well, anyway, we get to talking about why we're so happy we switched over to AT and T because Verizon sucks something awful, and of course they're on Verizon, so that gives us a little relief. So we start walking back to the pickup again. And pretty soon, what do we see? We see them rolling into town. 
not a smoke mark on that pickup anywhere. The tires are in great shape. The trailer's not dented or anything. Did they have ice cream? Didn't even have ice cream. They had, <laughs> yeah, you know, they were taking shots, but you know, <laughs> they uh, that's about the worst of it. So they just roll into town. And, you know, of course, they're all calm as hell because they don't think we've been trying to call them and trying to find them and thinking that they just, you know, rolled over in front of some carnival ride. So, anyway, we go to Pizza Place, and they're like, oh, okay, sorry about that. And we roll on back home. And well, first we go, let's see, what do we do? Eat at a Schlotzky's, and it was pretty awesome for a Schlotzky's. So we finish up that trip. So long. the, the moral of the story is if somebody's not answering their phone, Therefore, that means they're dead. I mean, okay, Landon, do you ever lose? I know you've got the old, you probably have an analog flip phone, don't you? No, just a regular flip. What was your first phone? <clears throat> this one? <laughs> no, I had a couple before this one. Um, this was what? I got my first phone in 06? No, 05. Fall of 05. I went, I went all the way through college without a cell wow. phone. Wow. I got a college. I got a college. I got a phone in 1997 when I turned 16. I had a bag phone. It was the Shiznit. That's pretty cool. Damn right it was. I mean, of course, it was $3 a minute to use it, but uh, it did work everywhere. I mean, you could Neil Armstrong could have taken this thing, and they wouldn't have had any br- communication breakdown. They could have talked from the far side of the moon with this thing. My dad had a, he had a dial phone in his pickup. You mean a rotary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotary yeah. phone in the in the early eighties. Yeah, my dad. I don't know if he had a rotary phone. I think he did have a rotary phone. It was like cream colored, and later on, no Motorola. Oh, Motorola. <laughs> yeah, and um, so he had the phone where they hooked it into the horn, and it would mm-hmm. honk the horn if the phone rang. <laughs> so I mean, that was pretty legit even back in yeah. the day. So I went from the back phone to what was it? The first? It was a Motorola. I think it was a Motorola. Maybe it was a Nokia. Anyway, and it was a handheld, you know, wireless. It wasn't a corded or anything. And um, so and the rest is history. I found, of course, I remember back in the day when the Razor was the iPhone of the, like, 2000s. It was pretty cool. <clears throat> it was pretty tight. Everybody everybody who has iPhones now had a Razor then. It was pretty sleek, thin, and it still couldn't do anything. It, it would drop phone calls like nothing else. Well, guys, we've got to get to our sponsor this week. This sponsor is a little more touchy. We, I don't know if anybody, any of y'all have heard the Noxatril commercials, so I'll break it down for you. There's two chicks talking, and the one chick's telling the guy that, uh, or her friend, that she's been going out with this guy, and he's great and he's wonderful. He's sweet. That's he, nice. He walks old ladies across the street. He gives money to charity. He's hot. He's rich. He's funny. But when he get when we get to the bedroom, he couldn't perform. So I dumped him. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was the reverse were flipped and it was two dudes? Hey, yo, man, I've been dating this chick. She's got, man, she's got a tight ass. She's got a hell of a set of cans. She goes to church every Sunday. She's rich. I don't have to work. I can be a stay-at-home husband. And But, man, when it gets to the bedroom, she won't put out. So I dumped her. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the fallout from that, from the feminist movement that would happen if that commercial aired? I mean... I mean, where are the feminists on this thing? Or where are the... I, I, you know, I was thinking earlier today, aren't, fem, aren't feminists, aren't they female supremacists? Wouldn't, they, wouldn't that make them female supremacists? Because they really don't want to be equal to men. Who wants to be equal to anybody? I've stumped him. Hmm, who wants to be equal to a man? <laughs> I mean, men don't live <laughs> as long as women. 
So, I mean, I guess that I can start dying earlier. They're equal. They're already supreme there. True. I do love the Twitter account. Um, I do love the Twitter account, Why Women Live Longer. And they have a pretty good explanation of why women live longer. They've got all these videos of dudes doing stupid stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty legit. It's pretty. This one guy, he's on the, they're on this old paved road, and they strapped like these, like four dozen Roman candles to his back, and he's on a pair of rollerblades. And I mean, this dude. I mean, he never crashes. This dude freaking goes like oh, a mile down the highway. And I mean, I mean, he. I think it's a midget, is what I think it is. I think he's he's a little guy, so it's pretty. I, I can see what they're getting at. So we've got we've got our um, our commercial for ladies, and um, we're gonna get into Trump doesn't drink, but what if he did? And Adrian Peterson needs to talk to Dave Ramsey. All that and more. On the Dryline Farmer Podcast. <clears throat> oh, yes, it's always Christmas time. Hey, everybody, this is Catherine Van Landingham, and I am in the assisted living development of the Shady Acres Retirement Home in Luxembourg, Texas. Don't look for it on the map because it doesn't exist. Well, I'm here today to tell you about your pink palace. Ladies, does your husband come home on the weekends because he's been gone all week on the road pushing vacuum cleaners and armrests for airplanes? Don't ask me why, but he comes home hotter than two-barreled pistol that just got through three battles in the Civil War. I know my dear departed husband, Harold, was in the Civil War. Twice, He went on leave once, and then he came home to make all sweet, sweet, sweet dancing love to me. And I wasn't having none of it because I just wasn't in the mood. Well, that's because I didn't have my pink palace in a bottle. Well, as you all know, we're in the 21st century. And yes, this may sound like an alcoholic beverage. There is several key safety guards when it comes to administering this to your young lady not your young lady i mean she's over 18 this thing has a fingerprint security measure on it that's right before you partake of it you know what you're doing after a few drinks you and your husband go to the store buy it you record your fingerprint and then when you're kind of not in the mood but you want to be in the mood but you're not in the mood he'll ask you if you will put your fingerprint on it that way there's no confusion on your sobriety. Yes. Christmas time in your pink palace. Try it today. Hey, Capron, hold your horses, man. I'll be there in a minute. Nah, you press pause, man. Shit, I'm sorry. Sorry, Capron. We're watching uh, we're watching Alita Battle Angel on DirecTV, and uh, he won't pause it. He, he always hates pausing stuff, so I always, uh, always have to get into a fight with him or whatever, but, uh, you know, Diego... You know, you live with him, you know, you can't live without him. He's, he's my cabron, you know, he's my essay. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 hey, but anyway, hey, you want to know about the weather? The weather's kind of boring. I mean, it won't rain no more. I know you had that freak shower, like, at your house or whatever. And, like, I know that's not where your corn is. And uh, and I wish you, you probably, like, want some right now. But I'm uh, sorry, but though, it's just not It's not looking too bueno for you right now. I mean, it's kind of the, the dog days of summer and everything. I'm going to pull over your forecastle and, and kind of tell you anyway. I mean, it's going to be... I know you just got through that heat wave, but it's like... 
you know, for like the next couple of days, it's going to be like low 90s or whatever, and then kind of maybe, I don't know, kind of hot, maybe by the weekend or whatever. I know you played some pizza golf last Sunday, and it sucked. I mean, you started out pretty good or whatever, and then it sucked really, like, bad. But, uh, hey, you know, that's that's how the ball rolls, you know. I mean, sometimes it doesn't roll, though, you know what I say? 89, 89, 93, 95, and then it heats up, man. 96, 97, and then kind of back to maybe a shot the rains, like, on Monday. In like 92 degrees, but um, you know, don't don't hold your don't hold your breath or whatever. Hey, but so this week, hey man, I thought we got enough of these commercials. No, we, we got you gotta do the read, Bato. All right, hang on. Hey, don't press play. Hey, this is this is for all you ladies out there. Um, the female enhancement for uh, you know your your sexy time. It's a uh, pink palace. Uh, it's. From what I can tell, Vato, it's just a pizza drink, like alcohol, and that's like supposed to get him in the mood. Hey, Vato, I gotta go. This is Radar Ricardo. Then I said you. I'm back to you. Okay, thanks, Ricardo, for that rep- uh, report, forecast, and everything in between. Well, Landon, we've got a uh, we got a president in office, and actually, this is the second Republican president in a row that doesn't drink. We know that uh, I don't know if Trump has ever drank, but. Um, George W. Bush used to be a pretty good partier, but he got on the wagon, and now he's a he's a tea drinking Texan. But um, we're gonna get into that. So here we go. It's Trump doesn't drink, but what if he did? On the Dryland Farmer podcast. So, Landon, do you think did he ever did he ever drink before, or is he a is he a teetotaler now, or do we know? I don't know, Brent. I don't know. We may have to uh, we may have to look that up. Has Donald Trump ever drank? As we look this up, has Trumo has Trump ever drank? Why doesn't Trump like alcohol? This is from the this is. This is from the South China Morning Post, <laughs> so you know it's a legit newspaper, and it probably doesn't have any uh, any uh, censorship in it. Why doesn't Trump like alcohol? Despite the image Trump has cultivated of himself as an uber wealthy playboy, the president is a proud teetotaler who says he had never had he has never had a drink, smoked cigarettes, or consumed drugs. Yeah. Let's see. U.S. Supreme Court n- nominee Brett Kavanaugh uttered the word beer 29 times before the yada, yada, yada. I liked beer. I still like beer. But one person who does not like beer and who does not admire Kavanaugh's enthusiasm for the malt beverage is the man who nominated him for the high court, U.S. President Donald Trump. I don't I don't drink beer, <laughs> Trump told reporters Tuesday. I've never had a beer, and I'm not saying good or bad. Some people like it. I just, not to do that for a lot of reasons. A day earlier, Trump told reporters that his abstinence from alcohol was one of my only good traits. <laughs> I have never heard. This has got to be South China Post. This is the first a um, self-degrading um, comment this guy's ever made. Though Trump has been defending Kavanaugh in public, he has told confidants in recent days that he did not like to focus on the nominee's drinking habits, according to the numerous advisors. Even Trump says, "If I did drink, can you imagine what a mess I'd be?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you wouldn't like me when you wouldn't like me when I'm mad. I'd be the world's worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be the world's worst alcoholic. 
The president doesn't like drinking, and so Kavanaugh talking about how much he likes beer put Trump off. It takes a lot to put the Trump off, doesn't it? Yeah. It's not disqualifying or anything serious, but he doesn't like drinkers. So, yeah, um, I don't know. You, you think, of course, we know he eats, like, lots of Big Macs and everything, but, um, okay. So, he doesn't drink, but what if he did? So, Landon, we've, have you come up with a list? Because I've got a list of a few things I think what would happen if Trump did drink. What would be going on? The, I mean, the world of politics right now is wild as it is, even without this guy on the on the on the on the uh, on the sauce. Well, I think the White House would have some pretty pretty epic presidential cornhole matches going on <laughs> oh, out man. in the, going out in the front lawn. That's actually partly one of mine. Yeah, I would. De- well, they already had it. Did you see that uh, news story where they had a TNL sprinkler there in the front lawn of the White House? Oh I mean, yeah. They didn't have it going or anything, but uh, I'm sure it probably had a flat or probably had some kind of gearbox go out or yeah, something or planetary go hydraulic out. Hydraulic oil shooting out. Yeah, yeah, hell yes. They're always trying to looking for the looking for a leak on the White House lawn. So, um, Landon, that's kind of minor. I was kind of getting a little. I think it'd be a little more serious, like. For for instance, I think we would be at war with Greenland because he said they lied about all the ice. <laughs> I think he'd make he'd make that presidential trip, see all the lice, and say uh, all the lice, all the ice, and say to hell with it. So yeah, that I think that I mean I think we could take it over pretty quick. I think it belongs. To, I think Greenland belongs to the. I think it's the Netherlands, maybe uh, Denmark, as that is. So um, yeah, that would I mean that would be a short war, you know. Especially if they lied about green beer. Word. I mean. Green beer, yeah, especially if that. So, yeah, war with Greenland wouldn't be good. I mean, it'd be quick, but it wouldn't be good. Um, yeah, I think no more holidays. Definitely no more holidays. That we'd Everybody have to work through Christmas, Thanksgiving, Columbus Day. I don't know, maybe um, even Martin Luther. No, they'd probably have to do Martin Luther King Day. I don't think he would cancel that one. But um, pretty much no more holidays, especially New Year's Day, because nobody, everybody's going to be working on New Year's Day. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, as it is, Hillary would be Secretary of Lesbian Affairs. Not so much because she is one, but she just looks like one with the pantsuits and everything. I think she would. They would create a new department for Lesbian Affairs just so they could put her somewhere where they can keep an eye on her. I think that would be a. I think that would be a possible outcome of of uh, Trump getting on the sauce. Let's see here. Um, yeah, to your cornhole point, I think he would challenge North Korea and Venezuela to a cornhole tournament for all of their oil and rice. And uh, what would the Amer- America offer them? New cars. Let's see. Yeah, new cars would be pretty great. Uh, he wouldn't just be grabbing anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. oh, Landon, here we go. Um, he would only speak and cling on at all state dinners. I think that would get really get a big. I think he'd be a. You think he'd be a pretty big stand up comedian? I tell you what I hate about the airplane. I hate I hate airports. They're good. Does anybody here agree with me? Airports are the worst, right? Let's see. Um, he would buy Iowa and sell it to Texas for 15 bitcoins, a steer, and Robert Earl Keene. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good deal. I mean, that's the art of the deal right there. Especially Robert Earl Keene. I mean, talk about a guy who can't sing that has some great songs. I mean, that's Robert Earl Keene, uh, Gringo Honey. I was just playing mm-hmm. that before you got here. My old guitar playing time has been cut down on this whole summertime stuff. I got to work and all that, so that kind of sucks. Let's see, Landon. Um, what else do we got here? Yeah, he wouldn't just be grabbing that anymore. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of scary. We'd have to. I don't know if he would just be gay for the stay in the White House or not. But maybe he would stick just to Melania. What do you think? I would hope so. He probably wouldn't be. Get, uh, he'd probably give. He'd probably give unlimited interviews at that point. 
I was gonna say his tweets would probably be a little bit more crazy, but I don't know if it even notice. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think Twitter would block him probably at that point yeah. because um, they've, uh, yeah, they've already blocked a whole lot of other stuff that's a lot less venomous than what old Trump's put out. Okay, Landon, anything else? You got anything else on Trump? That's all I got on that. All right, Landon, well, we're gonna go to the story that Landon likes so much. We're talking uh, money matters with Adrian Peterson, and he's, you know, he's he's a great, he's been a great football player. He killed. Texas Tech, when he played at Oklahoma, I mean, just ran us over like pretty much any run offense does. I think we beat him once. Did we beat him once? I think so. Well, there was just, yeah, not just him. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. Adrian Peterson, let's get over to this story here. Um, I got to I gotta hit the back button a couple times because I, uh, let's see, Adrian Peterson. I just, this just blows my mind how a cat can go through that much money, that much money in that amount of time. Well, seven kids with six different women is a pretty good start. Well, yeah, that'll knock a hole in it, no pun intended, but um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, Landon, over here on, this is on Deadspin. Um, this article is by Lauren Thiessen. I wonder if she's related to Tiffany Amber Thiessen, you think? I was more more wondering about his attorney, Chase Carlson, to see if he was related to yeah, you. I hope he is. I mean, you think he's working pro bono on this deal? <laughs> Because yeah. we know we know we know Peterson's been working Bono quite a bit on his yeah. stuff. You know the one if you're going to be an attorney, the one name you probably don't want is Chase. No, <laughs> ambulance <laughs> Chase. <laughs> Here comes old ambulance Chase. Yeah, that's kind of, it's like an ice cream man named Cone. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the story continues on to say, despite being by far the highest paid running back in the history of the NFL, Washington's Adrian Peterson, and I forgot that he was at Washington. But he appears to be deep in debt. That's according to a report by The Athletic today that made public the details of an August 2018 lawsuit against Peterson, which coupled with two other past cases that have gone against the former MVP, paint a dire financial picture. It's kind of funny because you have the saying, mo money, mo problems. Well, it turns out that no money is still some some problems. problems. (laughs) Yeah, no money does not equal no problems. The first sign that something was wrong with Peterson's finances came in February 2008 when Peterson was ordered by a Minnesota court to pay six hundred grand a Crown Bank. Peterson had taken out a $2.4 million loan from the lender in May of 16 to refinance other debts. So he was borrowing money to pay yeah. borrowed money. But when he injured his knee later that year and the Vikings decided to make him a free agent rather than pay him $18 million, he would have been owed for the 17th season, Peter De- Peterson defaulted on the loan. That injured knee and the consequential loss of the huge payday appears to have affected his ability to pay off other loans as well. Why does this guy have loans if he's already banked how many millions? Of, well, oh, obviously he has. Over $100 million and not to mention endorsements. Yeah, I don't. Even, I, I still haven't found what he's making in a door. Can you think of his who his endorsements are? I don't know if he has any right now. I, I did see on, he did, tw- on Twitter he's doing a commercial for Eastern Autos. <laughs> Eastern Autos. If he starts doing uh, if he starts doing Stevens Five Star Car Truck Center yeah. commercials, hey, he your your brother in law needs to get him on Whiteface Ford. He probably could. He, um, let's see. So, did you ever see the interview with JJ Watt where he said uh, he hasn't spent one penny? of any of the money he's earned. And, I mean, he's probably closing in on $100 million himself. The only money he has spent is from endorsements. He has okay. saved every penny of his contracted salary. It seems like I might have heard that. I remember Jay Leno saying that he hasn't spent any of his Tonight Show money. It's all from stand-up comedy gigs. 
Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, there's no telling how much gay, J, uh, gay Leno, uh, Jay Leno is. Our, <laughs> so, yeah, I say that. This, this fellow that worked for us years ago, he passed away. Gosh, it's been 10 years now. And um, he was he had a big-time uh, Texas, I mean, hard, thick accent. He was highly intelligent, but he had a thick accent. And we were all going home from Harvest one night, and he was. we were talking about, you know, Jay Leno's big on cars and everything, and, and he got to talking about him. And we were on the two-way radios, and he was doing it. And he was, he was like, yeah, I was watching that. Uh, the other night he had his cars on, and uh, what was that? I can't. I never can't remember his name. Gay, Gay Leonard? Gay, <laughs> Gay Leonard? Oh, and it took me a minute to figure out Jay Leno, but it was, yeah, I never would have put Gay Leonard on Jay Leno. Anyway, yeah, so he, uh, I remember seeing an interview that uh, he hasn't spent any of his Tonight Show money. It's all been his stand-up comedy gigs. Wow. So, yeah, pretty wild stuff. So um, so it says in here, Brent, that he trusted the wrong people. I would say. No, who... Who do you think some of the people are that he might have he might have trusted? Well, I've got a few ideas here. Uh, all the Enron investors, I think they would probably yeah. he could probably be in on this whole thing because you know we all know how that turned out. Enron, WorldCom, Pets.com, maybe some Pets.com uh, board of directors uh, mm-hmm. members were on there. What about you? Uh, the first one I have would be the guy that told him not to go to that last year of college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he skip his last year of yeah. college? Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I, what do you think his degree was in? I bet it was in uh, either not was it, finance. Was it not <laughs> finance? It wasn't finance. It probably wasn't. You think it might have been general ag, <laughs> general studies, general yeah. studies. Uh, what was what's the what's the major at A and M? They all all the they say a lot of the football players. It's um ag. Um, I can't remember right now, but uh, it's it's really easy easy uh, degree. Easy ag. Easy ag. Ag com be a mom. Agate, stay in bed, baby. Okay, yeah, that's probably pretty good. I, I was think Mike Tyson probably could be in on this deal. He's yeah, a, he could. He might have might have been hanging out with old <laughs> with old with old Mike T. I'm, I'm thinking a whole bunch of drunk sailors. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know, they're kind of notorious for not being able to hold their money in. They, they not only do they spend all their money at the dock, they come back with the clap or the drip yeah, that too. when they come back to the ship so uh, drunk sailors might be in on this uh, finance team that he's got i was thinking that cocaine in a can guy from the Chappelle show <laughs> he might have trusted him <laughs> hey man is this is that the guy that's always scratching yeah i got any more than free handouts <laughs> <laughs> the grasshopper from the nursery rhymes where the ants making all the doing all the work and the grasshoppers oh, yeah. just playing all the all summer long yeah the grasshopper could be in on that all those guys from the 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 hen that's making the corn, asking the other the duck and the dog and cat and them. Oh yeah, the helper, uh, help mother hen or whatever. <laughs> I'm not up on that nursery around Lenny. Maybe maybe Creed Bratton Creed from the Office. <laughs> that's right. Uh, or Michael Scott for that matter. Yeah, what that he, too. What did he sell his condo for eighty percent on the money? Uh, yeah, eighty cents on yeah. the dollar. That was always a wise so, decision. Sold in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or um, who bought the uh, magic beans? I think the magic bean. Uh, the magic legumes. Yeah. The magic. <laughs> <Dwight. laughs> yeah. Doctor Copperpot's magic legumes. Yeah. yeah. Chester Copperfield's uh, yeah, Chester magic Copper. legumes. Yeah. Chester Copperpot was in the Goonies, I believe. Uh, yeah, that was good pretty stuff. good stuff. Pretty good stuff. I don't know. I would say France because didn't they sell us like a third of the entire country of North America for like fifteen million dollars? The Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, that was that was a bad deal. Yeah, for well, them. For them. Yeah, we t- turned out pretty good for us. I mean, we had we had to get 
Louisiana, but you know, I guess we need that port. Mm, Louisiana, yeah. Louisiana, Hur- yeah, Hurricane Harbor. <laughs> that was a great. I never went to Hurricane Harbor, which is now what Wet and Wild or something. But that is amazing to lose that much money. Like Allen Iverson, he played, I don't know, fifteen years in the NBA, and he made like two hundred and seventy million, and like blew it all, like bank, like no money. Yeah, of course. I mean, so he did. He stay in New Jersey the whole time. No, no, Philadelphia. No, he was in Philadelphia and then Denver, and I'm not sure where he, if he even went anywhere after that. So, I mean, chances are Pennsylvania is um, is a pretty high. I bet it's a high tax state, isn't it? So, we figure this guy made two hundred something million dollars. He's paying at least a third of it just in taxes, yeah. just in federal income taxes. I don't know if Pennsylvania's got a state income tax or not. So he's still got about $200 million. I mean, where does it go? Yeah, where? Do, I mean, you can't buy that many Hot Pockets. I mean, you just can't eat that many. Yeah. I don't know how many. Did he have a stable of ladies as well? I have no idea. Or we may have to look up AI. I mean, that dude was pretty much straight-up gangster. I remember... Um, I remember when he was at a press conference and he was, I don't know if he was with, I mean, a literal gang guy or not, but um, he was talking about how snitches get stitches. <laughs> it's like, hey man, snitches get stitches. Guys, God, he's, all, he's, dang, Alan, AI is 44 years old. Mm-hmm. He was first overall, overall pick in 1996. He has got one, two, three, four, five kids. Tiara, Isaiah, Messiah. That's a little presumptuous, don't you think? Yeah. Dream and Alan Jr. Oh, nice. I mean, it's Alan Iverson II, but so Tiara, Isaiah, Messiah, Dream, and Alan Jr. Who do you think's the favorite of those kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Messiah's got to be in the top. The top ten percent. What do you think? I'd probably go with Alan Junior. Alan Junior. Well, he does his namesake. That is true. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, AI did play against OMJ. So. That's weird when you name your last kid the Junior. Uh-huh, the Junior. Like, this one finally. Yeah. Th- this one. <laughs> this one can take my name. Well, I don't know though. You called the so Messiah. It's Messiah Lauren, but that I don't know. Lauren could still be a dude. Messiah Lauren is, I think. A I don't know. There's been a lot of ups and downs relations with Tawana Turner. That'll so Brent, what would you do with a hundred million dollars? Hmm. Well, after giving a third of it to the government, uh, let's see. I would give it to uh, my friend Ajawa and North Securities. <laughs> nice <laughs> office space. Uh, let's see. Oh man, what would I do with a hundred million dollars? I would probably. I, I would do a couple of obvious things. I'd buy a plane. Definitely buy a plane. Maybe a let's see. I've got a hundred million. I'm going to buy a ten million dollar plane. Of course, it takes how much to keep it up for every month? To fly it, it's like what ten thousand an hour? You think? I have no idea. Maybe ten thousand an hour. I don't like flying, so I wouldn't do that. Oh, let's see. I would probably buy. What would I buy? Uh, maybe put it in CDs. No, I do. I, that's what I was supposed to say. I'd have, I'd have a couple CDs with like twenty five million, just buy, earn, earning some interest there. Buy Bitcoin and gold. No. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I would probably go all over the world, first class, all the way. And you could probably do that for what a couple million. I would think so. You could go all around the world, first class, staying everything badass, two million bucks. That's okay. So you've done that. Now what? You would see every. Ooh, I know. I would get a, a seat on the um, 
on old uh, Tesla or Musk's uh, SpaceX ride to uh, go to the like I don't know the outer atmosphere. That would be I would do that for sure. I might get a new used pickup. That'd be kind of fun. You would. You wouldn't even get a new phone. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you're a pain in the ass that way. I guess nobody told Adrian Peterson that, hey, when you're 34, you're probably only going to be making $1,030,000 a year. Well, he's going to be getting, what is an NFL pension? Because what do you play for three years? You get a lifetime pension, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, okay, so continuing on in the story, he was ordered by a Maryland court to pay two and $2.4 to Democracy Capital Corporation, a Bethesda-based lender that had let a business Peterson owned borrow $4 million in April of 16. Adding to those judgments in August of 18, the Atlantic Uncovered filed in New York Supreme Court. Uh, let's see. According to the judgments, the lawsuit the Athletic covered, Uncovered is asking for $6.6 million, including interest and legal fees. According to the lawsuit, Peterson borrowed $5.2 million from D'Angelo Vehicle Sales. Oh, not a car company in October of 16. According to exhibits in the court documents, Peterson took $3.1 million of that loan and used it to pay back a lender called Thrivist Specialty Funding and gave $1.3 million to his loan with Crown Bank. According, do you think this? He's walking around with like a briefcase with just like cash hanging out the back the sides of it. I don't know. Is is Crown Bank like Sun Loan Company? <laughs> I don't know if it's title. We get your title. You got like a clear a title. Twenty three percent. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, more than that. Let's see. So he was uh, yada yada yada. If you if you see a <laughs> if you see a Peterson at a red box getting a DVD, you know that he's pretty much hit rock bottom. He has personally made nearly over $100 million in his career, but in recent years, his annual earnings has declined significantly. According to SpyTrack, the running back has made as much as $20.5 million just in 2011. Apparently, there wasn't a draft where he was at in 2011. Hmm. And made $12 million as recently as 16. but last year in Washington, he made just a $1 million dollars. Peterson played all 16 games with, D, with Washington in 18 and rushed over 1,000 yards for the first time since 15. He claimed that he saw himself playing in the NFL for maybe two or three more years. So moral of the story is put some under your mattress. Well, I don't know. His mattress gets lots of bouncing, so maybe that's not the best place yeah. to put it. He's got six, six uh, kids or seven kids by six ladies. Yeah, that child support would eat a lot of that up. Man. Well, I mean, you think – so you think, I guess Washington Redskins, they have to withhold it, don't they? His child support, six different ways. I assume so. Because I don't know if he's married to any of these ladies or not. <clears throat> oh, shoot. Well, Landon, that's getting long in our podcast. We've got 40, 45 minutes in there, so we're going to get out of here. Anything else you want to add? We uh, Those drunk sailors, they make for some bad financial advisors. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. They do. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Once again, we want to thank Casey Seymour for bringing his talent on last week, and um, we're going to get out of here. And until next time, everybody, you hang loose, you hang tight, you hang every which way you want to, and we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Drotline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Your Pink Palace won't disappoint. Pink Palace, just ask for the thumbprint, and everything's on the up and up. <laughs> That's what she said. The dry, yeah, thanks, Catherine. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2019, and now a member of the Global Ag Network. <laughs>